That invite that you're getting from that avoidance behavior disguised as Netflix or social media or procrastination tasks, that invite's always going to be around. The better that you get at saying no to the invite and getting after your work immediately, that invite will start to get quieter in the background and you will be getting more done and having more opportunities for real rest. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 19 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 167 of the Improvement Project podcast, and today I want to share some thoughts that I have about my own struggles with productivity after listening to an episode of the Life Coach School podcast with Brooke Castillo. The episode I'm referring to is called Resting Versus Laziness. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can listen. It's a great episode that pushed a bunch of buttons for me, and that's what we're going to get into today. Now, in my title of this episode, I changed the word laziness to avoiding because, and I'm going to assume this is my own stuff around the word, but the word laziness to me seems to evoke a moral judgment about who someone is versus being just a descriptor word. How about you? Does it make you feel a certain way? Maybe because you recalled this at some point in your life, or maybe you include this word in your self-talk now. Do you call yourself lazy when you don't do what you know you should do? At any rate, you might be fine thinking about it as laziness, but I'm calling it avoidance. And I will use some quotes about uh, the things that Brooke said in her uh, podcast, and she does use the word laziness. I guess I'm just putting this out there because I don't really like the word laziness. But either way, we're talking about laziness and or avoidance in the way that I'm talking about it. Okay, so I'll get started by reading you the description that Brooke used in Apple Podcasts to give you the gist of what her episode was about. There are some people who work all the time and never rest. Other people rest constantly without working. Somewhere in between is the sweet spot of working hard and resting when we need to. But what if your laziness is stopping you from working at all? Maybe you have goals, dreams, and work to do, but you don't do it. This struggle is real, my friends, but I want you to know that being lazy is optional. It has no real use in our lives. In this episode, I show you how to overcome your laziness once and for all. Learn how to know if you're being lazy or truly resting, why we let ourselves be lazy, and how to finally start getting the work done without the drama. You always have the choice to stay in bed, not work out, and to buffer instead of taking action. But I invite you not to will you accept? All right. Now, does that push any buttons for you? Because it certainly did for me. Okay. Here's where she started in the episode by giving a definition of the word lazy. Its definition is unwilling to work or use energy. Now, if we go to my word, the definition of avoiding, it is keep away from or stop oneself from doing something. So this is how Brooke defines laziness, which is like a little bit different and it makes me feel better about the word. 
When someone says, I don't want to do something, I don't feel like doing something, and so I don't do it. And the I don't do it part is what makes someone lazy in her definition. And also, she cautions not to use the word lazy as a character trait, and I think that the reasons why she cautions people about creating a character trait about laziness, they kind of fall in line with my uneasiness about using the word at all. So as I said at the beginning of the show, lazy feels like an accusation to me. It feels like a moral judgment uh, rather than a descriptor. And even if that's only true for me based on what I've heard in my past, I will still avoid using the word, Um, but you do you about it. All right, Brooke goes on to say that when you start attributing labels to yourself, you will prove them true. Have you said the words, I'm so lazy, I didn't do the thing I said I was going to do. The more you refer to yourself as lazy, the more it's likely to show up. Remember how powerful your words and your thoughts are. If you're listening to this podcast, I know that you are up to something amazing. You are looking for ways to be a better version of yourself. And as a result, you are probably interested in being more productive and putting a stop to procrastination, avoidance, and laziness. So let's talk about this. What's the difference between avoiding and truly resting? How do you know if you are someone who is truly in need of rest or if you are avoiding something? And the answer, according to Brooke, is results. Are you producing results at the level that you are capable of? If you are, then once you are done your work and you chill out, that's rest. But if you haven't produced any results at the level that you are capable of, and you don't feel like doing something, and so you don't do it, and then you take a rest instead, that's avoiding, or as Brooke calls it, laziness. Now, here's where it gets interesting, and this was where I had the aha moment when I listened to her podcast. Having the thought and the feeling that you don't want to do something is completely normal. That in itself doesn't mean that you are avoiding or that you are lazy. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, and it doesn't mean that, you know, something weird is happening in your brain. All it means is that you are human. Now, here's how you can test this and figure it out. At the beginning of the day or the week, you make your plans for the week and you schedule tasks and to-dos each day that are important for your big picture, your dreams and your goals. Essentially, you write down what you're going to accomplish in the coming week. At the end of the day or the week, you can look back. Did you do the things and produce results even when you didn't feel like doing the things? If the answer is yes, then the time that you chill out scrolling through the socials or watching Netflix or napping or staring at the wall is not avoidance. It's not laziness. That's rest. If the answer is no, if you spent the day or the week not feeling like doing the things, and then as a result, you didn't do the things, and then you didn't produce any results, well, now you are in avoidance or what Brooke calls laziness. Now, I'm totally guilty of this at times, and I'm sure everyone is, unless they're superhuman. I'll go through a whole day doing a bunch of things, and not a single one of those things produces a result. I'll do busy work like tidying up or giving in to a sudden urge to clean the refrigerator or organizing my photo albums on my phone or doing, quote, research on Instagram or taking a nap or doing laundry or planning next year's vacation. Now, don't get me wrong, some of these busy work things are necessary, but in my world, they aren't the things that produce the results that I'm looking for, and they aren't the things that I put on my list at the beginning of the day or the week 
that I want to accomplish in order to get me the results that I'm looking for. How about you? Does any of this resonate for you? Are you guilty of this? Spending hours or days doing busy work or procrastinating and not actually ever doing the thing that gets the result? Here's a really great tip that Brooke shared about getting results. On your schedule, you need to write down the result that you will accomplish or achieve rather than just something you will be doing during that time. Here's some examples. Instead of writing in social media, you write in, I will do two posts and a reel, and I will have them complete and in my drafts. Or here's another example. Instead of putting in your schedule cleaning, if that's on your list, instead of writing that just cleaning, you write instead, all floors are swept and mopped and all carpets are vacuumed. That's a result. Or instead of putting in writing, commit to one blog post finished. This was kind of an aha for me, like writing in the result that you want to accomplish. I'm very guilty of being like, okay, I'll work on social media or I'll work on my podcast or I'll whatever it might be. Putting in the result makes the time used more concrete. You know what you're using the time for specifically, and you know, you have a deadline for the time to get a specific result. When you get specific about the result you want to accomplish, you are more likely to get after it instead of procrastinating and buffering. Sometimes a great way to get better at producing results is to give yourself less time. Everyone has heard the saying that if you want to get something done quickly, give it to a busy person. Think about a time when you have an hour to do something that only takes 15 or 20 minutes. Well, no hurry. So let's start the hour by checking Instagram or Facebook or going through some emails or texting a friend. Maybe the last 20 minutes of the hour, you get down to the details of doing the task. Well, why not just schedule it for 20 minutes and get after it? And when you take a full hour to do the thing that only takes 20 minutes, what it does, it reduces the amount of time that you're actually able to rest. Because if you're spending an hour doing something that could take you 20 minutes, you've missed out on the opportunity to get that work done in 20 minutes and then literally rest and relax without it being laziness or avoidance because you already produced the result that you want. P.S. This is something that I am so guilty of and I'm working on improving for myself. This is why I wanted to share the subject matter with you this week because I'm work in progress. In fact, as I'm recording this episode, it's Wednesday night, the night before this will go live at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I really want to go and relax on the couch with John and watch TV and have an easygoing evening. And instead, I'm doing this thing that I could have done earlier. I could have scripted and recorded this podcast on Monday or Tuesday or this morning, Wednesday morning. And here I am making use of the pressure of the last minute and feeling kind of icky because I'd rather be relaxing. This specific challenge of getting the things done earlier is something that I have been talking about and working on with my coach. And by the way, I have been doing so much better with it sometimes. Today is not one of those times. Now, by the way, this is a learning process and I am a work in progress. So even though I'm shitting on myself more than a little bit about when this could have been done, I'm still here. I'm still showing up. Even though I don't feel like it and even though I've once again left it to the last minute, I'm here. And in this, I'm giving myself a bit of grace 
And I'll encourage you to as well as you get better at the skill of creating results in a specific time frame, of saying that you'll do something and then doing it, even when you don't feel like it. I want to share how Brooke describes this phenomenon of leaving things to the last minute, doing a bunch of random stuff in procrastination instead of the thing that you should be doing. She describes it as allowing ourselves to rest ahead of time. And what, what she says by the, about this is, instead of getting the thing done and enjoying the true reward of rest, we take what we think is rest ahead of doing the thing. But as it turns out, it's not really rest. It feels like that angsty procrastination, putting something off feeling, that feeling of kind of letting yourself down. And that resting beforehand, it really isn't rest. So why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we procrastinate and avoid and not do the thing? And I would hazard a guess that mostly because we don't feel like doing it. And here's what I need to learn with a bit more intensity. And maybe you need to learn it too. As it turns out, not feeling like doing something is not a good enough reason. All the humans in all of the history have had this feeling of, I don't feel like it. The ones who have been and continue to be the most successful, and this is in most measures of how you would define success, are the ones who can override the, I don't feel like it feeling, and they do it anyway. Overriding the feeling of, I don't feel like it, and doing it anyway, is the thing that builds character and resilience and consistency and results. So instead of waiting for a magical genie to come and give you that gift of inspiration to do the thing, recognize the answer to the I don't feel like it feeling is to notice that you're having the feeling and then do it anyway. Now, here's what Brooke said in her podcast about knowing if it's truly rest or if you are avoiding or if you are indulging in laziness. Here's what she says in her quote. Let's talk about what is the difference between resting, truly resting after you've gotten the results you want, and laziness. The biggest difference is your opinion of yourself while you're doing it. Rest, in order for it to be rejuvenating, in order for it to actually produce energy, stored energy for yourself to do the next fuel-based thing that you need to do, is you need to have a high opinion of yourself while you're doing it. And when you're being lazy, you're not having a high opinion of yourself while you're doing it. You're shooting all over yourself. Think about this. If you're lying on the couch and you just completed three blog posts, 12 offers, then what you will be feeling when you lay on the couch is accomplished, proud. You will be experiencing this earned rest that you are now taking without anything on your plate. That's when you do your rest after results. When you do your rest before results, That rest is like tossing and turning in bed. You may be laying around watching Netflix, but you're not getting any true rest because you're thinking, I should be working. I should be doing this. You're dreading the amount of work that you have to do that you haven't produced. You're not feeling good about yourself because of the results you haven't created. The simple difference is putting the rest on the other side of the results instead of putting the rest on the front side of it and allowing yourself to not feel like doing something and doing it anyway, carrying that heavy dread like a purse. So those words that she used, results before rest. 
After I heard her describe it this way, I have started to use these words as a mantra to keep me on track toward the results I want each day and each week. Results before rest. It also reminds me of another saying that is kind of in the same vein, and that is create before you consume. So what that means to me is don't scroll through the socials until you have created your content that will go on the socials. Don't watch TV or get lost in a TikTok hole until you've created the work you need to do for the day or until you've done all the tasks that you set for yourself. It's putting something off, giving yourself a little bit of delayed gratification. So how do we get good at overcoming this avoidance behavior so that we are less likely to engage in it? In order to overcome the barrier of, I don't feel like it, and I'd rather just scroll through social media and lay around, that's what we're looking for. Well, humans are wired to want to rest and not do too much. It's in your ancient DNA, and it's in conflict with your current day reality. Your DNA and your lizard brain want you to conserve energy and just be still because you need to save that energy for when you've got to chase an elk later for food. No need to do anything until then. It's not because you're a lazy person. It's because you're trying to preserve your body from having to exert itself because there may not be food in this cave later. This is truly how your brain was evolved and your modern day self is trying to indulge in that same conservation of energy, that same laziness or avoidance of doing the things. So when you understand this about your brain and about your DNA, you can overcome the urge to just lay around. You can stop using, I don't feel like it as a reason to not do something. You can override it with this thought instead. I have a schedule, I need to get my work done, I want to be able to rest afterward and enjoy my rest. When you're in avoidance mode, excuses and explanations will be required. When you're genuinely resting, there is no justification needed. You don't have to explain yourself to yourself. When you're avoiding your work, you'll say things like, I had such a hard day yesterday, or I just feel so exhausted, or I'm just so tired, or I'm just so burnt out. When you're truly resting, you don't have to offer up any of those excuses or justifications. You'll just be like, I just finished recording three podcasts and I cleaned the bathroom. I'm having a nap. I'm having a rest. So the way to get better at this, the first step is to notice when you are having the, I don't feel like it feeling. When you start buffering and procrastinating, become super aware of the things that you do when you are avoiding your work. That's step one. Then once you're more aware of the things you're doing, remember that this I don't feel like it feeling is normal. Then override it and get after it. If you don't feel like doing something and you do it anyway, you have defeated that avoidance behavior. The more times you do this, the more times you defeat it, the less times you'll have to overcome it. Your brain will just start to realize that this is your new normal. You don't listen to the, I don't feel like it feeling you override it and you do the thing. So this is going to take some practice. As I said before, I'm still working on it and I'm getting a bit better at it each week. That invite that you're getting from that avoidance behavior disguised as Netflix or social media or procrastination tasks, that invite's always going to be around. The better that you get at saying no to the invite and getting after your work immediately that invite will start to get quieter in the background and you will be getting more done and having more opportunities for real rest. I hope that Brooke's podcast and my interpretation of it will give you the inspiration to squish the avoidance behaviors that 
are in your world and also that feeling of, I don't feel like it. I hope that you'll have more inspiration to get after it so that you can truly enjoy your rest. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. For questions or comments, send an email to theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get my attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. As usual, you'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join our community. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Hey, before you go, I just want to share something that may be just what you are looking for to help you get on track with your habits and routines. Most busy people know that they should be doing something different to lock in good habits and routines to take care of themselves. They know that they should get consistent with their healthy habits and self-care. They know they should eat better, drink more water, move their bodies more, and manage their stress better. They know that they would feel better if they created a calm home and working environment, surrounded themselves with people who support their big dreams and goals, and tuned in to being grateful for it all every day. Despite knowing this, they often just don't do anything about it. They just keep doing what they have been doing. How about you? Are you ready to get some help and get your good, healthy habits on track by finally doing something about it? I can help. If you've been part of my world for the long haul, you may remember that back in 2013, I worked with clients one-on-one in a coaching program to help them get consistent with their health and self-care habits. This one-on-one coaching program helped people like you in making better choices for their habits and routines, as well as keeping them accountable to these new choices. And as you might've already heard in the last few weeks, I've brought this coaching program back. I still have a couple of spots left and I'm looking to work with you over 12 weeks to decrease procrastination and decision fatigue and to increase consistency, self-awareness, and productivity. We will work together on your habits challenges to help you take control of your health and happiness. It's time to say yes to your needs more often and say no to everything that doesn't serve you. If you would like to work with me in this 12-week, one-on-one, life-changing habits accountability coaching, or if you would like more information, send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email to drpeggy at drpeggymalone.com. And I'll send you all the details and help you get on track to be your happiest and healthiest overall best version of you. Let's get after it.